0: Hello, Gatherers! Kuma here letting you know that our favorite part of the year is coming up. It's time for another Extra Life Marathon. Extra Life is the organization that uses game streaming on Twitch to raise money for local children's hospitals. You watch, you donate, and you help kids. What's better than that? Join Culture crew and guests as they stream for 12 hours on October 28th, and all proceeds will be going to the Children's Hospital of Orange County.
1: Once again, October 28th from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m., Extra Life. Play games. Heal kids. Now, on with the show.
0: Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. Hey, welcome back to another Indie Comics. This is October, a spooky, spooky month. And entirely hot <laughs> as hell, too. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're, we're recording this in 104 degrees, And uh, but anyway, yeah, just just to get you in the mood for the Halloween spirit. Um, okay, so this is a roundtable discussion on the book that we just read, which is Nailbiter. We yep. read the first volume, uh, written which... by Joshua Williamson, who we had the pleasure of interviewing last mm-hmm. episode, and it was yes, phenomenal. Yes, we did. Phenomenal interview, awesome, awesome guy. He is... Well, not only is he like one of like the like the like top people in comics right now with DC. Like oh, him, yeah. I mean, he's he's a big deal. So uh, oh, yeah, he fantastic is. Fantastic interview. We're very, very lucky and happy to be able to interview him at all. So, oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so th- this is again Nailbiter, and the art is done by Mike Henderson. hmm. Yes. Who is who's also very, 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 very
1: well known in the comic industry. Yep, you, you you got you got a whole bunch of great uh, uh, titans when it comes to this book right here, and yeah. the story is just, uh, oh, it's just, it's so fresh and inviting, is what it is to me.
0: Yeah, but not only, not only was the art done by him, it was also co-created by him. Him and Josh actually worked together. Yeah, to they create, worked together. Yeah, they worked. Doesn't they really w- happen very often. Like no, when, you don't
1: see that too often. When but the
0: uh, when the artist is usually credited yeah. as the creator, so that's pretty cool too. And
1: that's probably why, for all intents and purposes, I think this is definitely one of the best books we've ever seen here because yeah. it's a very rare occurrence in which the writer is actually simpatico like that with the artist. Yeah, I wasn't
0: going to say that t- until a little bit, maybe a little bit later. But I guess yeah, let's just like start out mean, we're this is a short short podcast it only matter you know where we start with Uh, i will openly say i think this is actually probably my favorite thing we've read so far on, on indie comics really yeah um
1: You'll venture out because we've read a lot of good stuff. Oh man. no, no, no! I, I, and I'm
0: not trying to put anything down. I love everything. I mean, we've read, we've read some th- really nostalgic things like Little Nemo. Right. I mean, we've read some historical, amazing things like Boxers and Saints. Yep. I mean, we've read amazing things from like Ray Anthony Heights. You know, like well, you know Midnight Tiger. We've met some
1: amazing people. Like tell um, me this then. What made Nail Biters stand out to you more than anything else for what gives you the impetus to say that this is the best book that you've ever read so far since we've done IndieCon? Well, I, I, okay,
0: so I think I would have to I have to start with like you know, kind of the uh, creative. Um, I guess maybe c- compared to something else that we've, re- that we've um, read in the past. So if if the people like the book, then I mean we 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 read some really cool you know and great things from different pu- publishers. But I, I, if you Listen to our podcast, or if you are, you know, if you remember us talking about Mark Guggenheim's uh, Stringers, uh, yeah. this is very comparable, uh, not tone-wise, but I guess, like, um, storytelling-wise, I, I, you know, like, um, really? because... like paced. It, it, it's quickly paced. It's, it's paced very much like a horror film. Um, it, it's very not just, you know, like a, a flat comic book yeah. you know, kind of story and world and pacing. It's very, very fast and very, very um, yeah. environmentally heavy. And you, you kind of just picture yourself kind of being thrown in the middle of it, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, it definitely is like Stringers on that. Now, I'm going to venture further and say, well, it kind of, you see the comparison with the fast pacing to the uh, to Stringers by Guggenheim. For me, I saw Matt Kintz's mind management, actually, see, in I- a whole lot of the story with this because of just how how seriously I will say like psychologically like with the characters like psychologically yes
0: absolutely psychologically like how the characters are and how they you know carry themselves oh, um yeah. absolutely like mind management Um, I, I I would see that but I'm just saying like reading it and experiencing this book it was just like wow this is I feel exact same way as I did with stringers like where it's just again like I said it's fast paced you oh, yeah. really really feel Everything that's happening, uh, like when you see smoke and stuff like that, like I'm picturing smoke kind of around me. Like as I'm oh, reading yeah. this, I, I'm I'm feeling like I'm kind of in this environment. I'm not, yeah. and again, I am not saying we love everything we've read. I mean, oh, especially yeah. like, you know, you know, in August we read uh, you know Warren Hope, which is we're yep. getting physically from Kickstarter. It was it was uh, successfully uh, successfully you know funded and you know. I felt I, I love that book so much and, you know, all the other books we've read. There's not one book that I have disliked or didn't e- or didn't love. But this one, I feel just like it was the like most, um, I guess, maybe overwhelming book we've read. Yeah.
1: yeah I felt yeah, exhilarated.
0: Yeah. I feel I feel I would, like I would feel that way. And that's the other thing is like maybe it's because it's one of the few horror comic books I've read. Maybe. I mean, it just the whole time. I'm just like, what am I expecting? Like you know, what to, what what should I expect? And then like okay. you okay. see you see this one part. Like I don't want to give too much spoilers, but you see this room where the lights are flickering. Oh yeah. And things are kind of coming closer, and closer to the characters. And I, me, I'm just like yep. this is a like in my mind, back of my mind, I'm like, dude, this is a comic oh, yeah. book. Calm down. But then like me, I'm like, Rena's like, oh my god, oh no, oh
1: I think no, for me, oh no. <laughs> I think for me that I think for me that particular moment of the oh my gosh was the cemetery. Where all the where, yeah. all, where all the butchers are buried, that's where that kind of became like I'm like oh crap this is actually happening moment. Yeah,
0: well okay, well um, why don't you give us a little bit of a synopsis like I guess your synopsis of this
1: book. Okay, so basically what we're talking about here, we are talking about a town in Oregon which basically has given birth to like sixteen of the most heinous serial killers in um, in American history. Yeah, and. One of our main characters, named Carol, was trying to... He's basically trying to find the entire Rosetta Stone behind all of this. I mean, there is an explanation here. Why is it that you have 16 of the worst killers of all creation born and raised inside of the same city? Same town. Well, town, yeah, I guess town, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, he's trying to find this, but along the way he kind of gets missing... So his friend, who's an Army intelligence guy by the name of, I believe, Nicholas Finch, I believe, is his name. Yeah. Finch is his name. So, you know, he's asking him to come along because, you know, he's an interrogator kind of guy. He can get to the bottom of this stuff, especially considering they were both cops that worked on the same thing when they apprehended the one serial killer that really made the town famous, who is known as the Nail Biter. Yep. And so when he goes missing, of course, you know, Finch comes down and, you know, he gets just locked up in this world of just of the utter craziness. And the thing is more and more that I read this, <laughs> this town just reminds me more and more of twin peaks every day. Yeah. <laughs> just just the way, just it, the way is it is, very is much inside like and twin out. Um, it's so much like twin peaks. And I mean, I, I, I don't like making comparisons too much cause I know we want this to be an original thing, but it's like, Oh, it just gave me such of the feels right there. Well, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a thrill book and I think, you know, kind of comparing something like that. Like,
0: yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like this is kind of like a uh, seven, meets um what did i say earlier <laughs> uh which, oh uh, insomnia like the movie with, oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. with cappuccino and robert robin, uh, robin williams oh yes it's kind of like it's it's a mixture between seven and
1: then that movie right no 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 i see that definitely and uh Oh, I, I see so many other things with this. I mean, especially yeah. in the part with when they're trying to work with Nailbiter to try to crack this. It's like yeah. you see a lot of Silence of the Lambs there, Hannibal so, Lecter and all yeah, that. Yeah,
0: so you, so you're right. The beginning of it is about kind of following Carol and Finch, but then um, as uh, as it continues, it actually the rest of the story happens three years afterwards after they find Nailbiter and he's tried. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I guess it's kind of spoil. You find out in the first 20 pages, but yeah. like in the first issue. But um, Nail Nailbiter gets free. Yep. So, and this is like three years afterwards, uh, the aftermath, and then uh, yeah. we won't say anything else, I guess, after that. It's kind of going to too much spoiler spoiler territory, but that's first issue. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I
1: think... Exactly, and he's living in midst of this as a regular citizen, yeah. but not so much that he's in danger for his life every single day, but he's constantly having to look over his shoulder because, you know... People don't exactly well, like him. Yeah. He's not—he's not, he's not the most liked character in a small town like this. Yeah, he's not Ben and, Affleck in Gone Girl. Which, it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But at the same time he becomes a very key character to what goes on with this entire investigation that yeah. Finch and the town sheriff become involved in. Yes, especially the town important. sheriff. I love the yes, town sheriff. D- I love her. The, I, love her. I love her character. She's a fantastic character. The thing with the character. town sheriff was probably the biggest like, WTF moment for me. It's like, what? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs>
0: uh, I, you know uh, well, were you scared at all?
1: Like did you ever get like did your heart ever get kind of racing the a little bit? The cemetery scene, yeah, the cemetery that's what you were saying, scene. The right. cemetery was probably really where I, that that kind of that kind of chilled my blood a little bit. Yeah,
0: it, yeah, you know what? Like it, this this book creates some atmosphere, you know, like and you know in different settings that really kind of gets you just being like, oh god, like man, what what am I doing? And it's just right. so weird because like I love horror films, like especially when they're done right, which is very oh, rare. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me to be able to read a horror comic book, like, you know, th- we read this one, I've read a little bit of witches, but I really want to hold that because I want to do that next year. I, I, know, you so I know you do. Tease for next year, trying to get, yeah, trying to get Scott Snyder Nory, on. Nory Tyler,
1: we'll get, <laughs> we will get him, man. Or we Jock. will get him. We I will would get him. love
0: to talk to Jock <laughs> so badly. That'd be amazing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I've read a couple other horror, you know, comic books yeah. that, that didn't really pay off very well or. You know, they were okay and they weren't bad, but it was just—it's just, just kind of like nothing. This but something one, something like this
1: really opened your eyes, obviously.
0: Yeah, and what—and which is going to lead us to our next discussion. Like we always talk about is the art, and it's weird because the art isn't really scary. It's not—I mean, uh, it's using like a real, you know, a darker, you know, palette. You know, with uh, oh, yeah, cho- choice yeah, of definitely. colors,
1: but you don't really see. Well, you see some bright colors, but they're like few and far between. Yeah, it depends on the scene. It, it depends, depends on, on the tone scene, of the especially scene as if well. Alice comes into the scene because she likes yeah. wearing her pink shirts and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah,
0: the characters are are yeah. really. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the art for first. Like, like when I was, sure. you look at the at the covers. Yeah. That you've seen, you know, they're very uh, minimalistic and yes, really kind of scary looking. But then you look in the art inside. And it's just like a normal comic book. Yeah, it's exactly. Really, it's really cool. It doesn't. And I'm not trying to it's say like, it's, it's like not a bad thing at all. Because no, no. It's like a stark contrast really to what you
1: would expect. Oh yes, definitely.
0: And it really works, especially after like you know a moment where we do get scared, like a cemetery scene or a scene where they're in a the building and the lights are flickering. Like you look back and you're just like, oh my god! Like if, like, any, if anything, it's scary. Kinda, like it, this scared me. It's it awesome.
1: It kind of reminded me of the same. Same amount of color that I remember from the Red Dragon movie back in two thousand two when they were. It kind of reminded me of that. The colors weren't necessarily that sharp, but what they did convey with all the with all the darker tones and everything was like a slim like a slim veneer of villainy underneath that pretty much leaps out and gets you. Yeah, get your skin the crawlers a little bit, especially when they were at the uh, when they're at the morgue scene with the with the uh, the characters that are coming after them. Yeah, that was another. That that, that so really it's, comes it's, out to you.
0: So it, it's not
1: so far from what we can tell—a paranormal,
0: uh, you know, storyline. But you know, and he he told us like in the interview last, right. like you know, there's a lot of things that just can't be explained as well. Exactly. If you keep reading, exactly, so this is something I definitely want to keep reading. Like I I read th- I read this halfway and th- when I was at work on lunch, and then
1: I came home and I re- just reread it because I loved it so much. Especially um, considering that, well, a lot of people try to say that, oh. I'm are there, like, copycats that are copying these killers now? It's actually, no, it's, yeah. well, they are working, but there is somebody new in town now. There is another killer that is on the prowl now in, in the town. Yeah,
0: but I, I, I want to go back to the art and what you
1: were talking about with Henderson. Like, you know, you said uh, Teen Titans, I, it, it, right? That's what you were saying? No, 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 I was saying it kind of, the, the colors kind of reminded me of Red Dragon back in two I I'm talking about way in the beginning of the podcast with Mike Henderson. Oh that one yeah yeah that one definitely. I remember And it's crazy cuz like out.
0: there's a couple there's a character named Raleigh in it who I just oh, yeah, I love his the, uh, design so much. Yeah. But like I I don't know for me it's like every single character has like sim- like three really, really 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 detailed um like expressions. But like oh, yeah. when when the faces when they're just kind of like I guess like not like you know just calm and nothing, yeah, yeah. you know and nothing's happening nothing's up their sleeve or anything like that. It things are just kind of like a basic uh you know it's just kind of like a pretty okay, monotone, eyes, pre- pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. basic yeah. Yeah like like a basic design is like okay eyes nose and mouth and that's it. But then it's like then they get like I I feel like the whole time like with Finch you know you have like the angry you have yeah. like the really you know you have the one who's like like when he's like really really certain and like really really concentrated like uh-huh. you get like I feel like every character is like three emotions where yeah, like uh, that um the Henderson basically puts so much detail and thought into these yep. so you can exactly feel exactly how or you feel exactly how they are
1: in those moments. Exactly. And that these characters have these three, you know, in primary my opinion, primary emotions. In my opinion, Henderson has always been really good at that in all the works that he's been able to do yeah. to convey that emotion through his particular kind of style. Yeah, and that's but, but I love that though
0: because it gets oh, yeah. you to understand this character and pretty much what defines them like Obviously, with was Finch, and yep. again, don't want to spoil anything at the end, but it's like, it kind of makes sense why his anger and his concentration, and uh, there, was, there was another one of emotion that I picked up, um, and um, I guess, like, you know, when he is, um, oh, yeah, yeah, like, when, when he, when you tell when he gets excited. Like yeah. his face like gets really really, 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 really uh, yeah. detailed. And then, of course at the end you find you know, you find something else about him
1: and you're like, Oh, that kinda makes sense. That's kinda it's cool. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Especially about Finch, about the big reveal that we have at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the volume with what, what his little demons he has going on inside of him.
0: Yeah. And then the sheriff, especially
1: when you kind of are led to believe the entire time that, you know, he's kind of the, he's kind of the good old boy in all of this that, you know, he's squeaky clean. And it's like, uh, no, he's not actually. Yeah. I mean, okay. So what do you think about the art um, as well? Overall, like
0: character designs, like just kind of setting and uh, how the town is represented, represented.
1: I'll tell you right now, I have not seen this good of representation since in the way that he had portrayed it with the still looking spectacularly detailed yet entirely simplistic yeah, since the days of all star Superman actually wow, that's exactly the kind of tone that I felt from it, okay, and it just it it took me back it took me back, and I absolutely just i I love it for that, yeah now I know that's an entirely different artist that worked on that entirely, but it it gave me a semblance of that nostalgia right there and it just it just made me enjoy this all the much all the much more. That, I mean, that's probably what I love more than anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, judging from the uh,
0: from the first volume, um, I I believe. I mean, I can tell that the artist loves uh, Finch the most, but then I can see that Josh Williamson, um, really
1: loves Warren. He loves. Oh, oh
0: it's not. It's not even. Um, it's
1: not even an if, man. He loves the nail. Who would biter. you consider the 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 main character then? Actually, it's probably more Nailbiter, uh, in, in my opinion, than I mean, than, I know it's named after him, I, I, but I feel o- like... Honestly, I think it is Nailbiter, because, you know, the thing is, they kind of make it, try to make it think like it's about the, that it's about Finch and all of them with the investigation in, into Carol's disappearance and all that, but Nailbiter is kind of the one that holds it together, because, you know, essentially, he's the one that put this town on the map, because everybody else thought before those other killers that this was just like a big, benign... Uh, thing occurring here but he is the one that opened it all up with his particular modus operandi when he was killing his victims like that i can understand that and i think and the fact that he essentially they're kind of following the hannibal storyline with this you know with with him trying to offer some doing some kind of help inadvertently i will add to the to finch's investigation into all of this it I think he is still the central character. Now, whether he continues to be the central character, well, there's been several other volumes, and, you know, the story takes a lot of twists and turns that we have not had the pleasure of being able to read just yet. Oh, I know. I definitely want to read those. Um, Oh, my gosh. The series is so good. Um,
0: I mean, uh, for me, I feel like it's going to be Finch is kind of like the main uh, focus and probably the main character. Um, You know, he's fighting another demon, and not only that, I mean, he's... He comes back to the town to, you know, find his friend who's missing. Right. Um, He's in, and then he is now following and basically going to have to keep, you know, Nailbiter in line. um, Yeah. Or at least to, you know, figure out what to do
1: with things that are happening throughout the town. Again, spoilers. And especially Um, to add on to that whole part about keeping him in line, because as this has been, as you're reading this, you're kind of feeling the sense that, Warren wants to get back into this. He can almost kind of... Well, no, I feel like everybody's
0: tell. conflicted, and I think that's kind of like how any murderer would be. I don't think be. he's who conflicted, off, because the like moment
1: the moment that Alice waved her fingers in front of him, saying, like, you well, help me, spoiler, i give that's you the." spoiler, spoiler, but yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. like, you know so, what? So uh,
0: yeah. Alice <laughs> is another character in the town who is a just a teen who I guess likes to cause trouble, and she's a little If eccentric. anything,
1: she reminds me of Audrey from Twin Peaks. She wants to try to lead her own investigation yeah. into all of this while being just a mere teenager who is full of angst and all that kind of stuff, so... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, well, so, you know... I don't really have anything else to say about the art. I love it. I think it makes. I think it. I think it's, oh, it's done gorgeous. so well. Especially you, when you es- see es- blood, like it's just so cool looking. There's splats everywhere, and like it's just so. Oh, yeah, cool looking. Um, but it's
1: very macabre. You don't see too it, no. It's very macabre in the in the in the scenes oh, that not, you do see. It's not gory, not yet at least. I mean, he says that it gets a lot more what? gory. So they show that whole scene where, the, where where he's hearkening back when he has to slaughter the cows for his dinner. That's like that's pretty macabre, dude. That's true. But there's <laughs> other certain parts like. Well,
0: I'm showing you this. this oh is yeah, yeah, Audience is gonna love that.
1: Exactly. That
0: you, there's a certain part that you just don't see a lot
1: of. You know, oh, yeah, a lot of gore definitely. and anything like that. So, tell me about this though, just before we get get on to the rest. of So, what did you think about the cover art? What did you think about the? the oh, I love the cover covers? art. I absolutely love
0: it. Now that reminds me of Matt Kent stuff.
1: Oh, Matt Mind has as well too. That so. does. That <laughs>
0: does. But no, I love the covers. Especially
1: the varying covers. Just you know, all the different all the different spins they have on the same different look. Yeah, I
0: I just love this book. Beautiful. I really do. I I really do th- I I do think this is my favorite thing that we've read on on, um, on indie comics and I'm not saying that you know everything else is like nowhere near it I mean everything I love like dearly right. but I just think like right now like I really love this book I really want to finish and now read. How about
1: story wise Let's look in the story here with the writing all kind of, yeah But what, exactly. what 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 was what stood out to you most about about the writing the th- story I mean you said obviously the pacing was. On I, par I, with uh, Stringers and all that. But. I think for a
0: murderous, thrilling, horror story, uh-huh. and to actually work on a comic book, and to actually get my skin to crawl, and get me to kind of like, you know, have to catch my breath at you know a certain point, I just didn't think that, that would be possible. <laughs> so I think that... So well, this book but,
1: definitely uh, pleasantly surprised you then? Oh, absolutely. Like this story,
0: well, I, I think... The world building is really cool. Oh. Like, the fact that this town, it's, like, it is is the home of 16 different murderers and, like, literally. And, and exactly. like, and, and you feel, like, every single character, like, minor character that's in maybe a couple pages, like, it's, like, everybody is constantly looking for answers. And it's, like, this, it's a whole town where it's just, like, there's so much mystery and... Everybody is just as clueless as the
1: reader, and I, and I love that, too. And by the way, because we keep calling it the town, it is called Buckaroo. Yeah, I love it is, the name. It is Buckaroo, Oregon. <laughs> it is Buckaroo. <laughs> and, love it. you know, it's And it's so funny because the 16 murderers are called the Buckaroo Butchers. Yeah. But I'll tell you right now. The writing, I'll tell you right now. It definitely is uh, – I'll tell you right now. It is, for me, it is l- – it was Law & Order SVU meets Hannibal Lecter, basically, for me. I can kind of see that. I, I think that this is a little I bit de- more, like, I mean... It wasn't, not, maybe not so much on the crime scene investigation yeah. style stuff that you would see, like, in a typical kind of Law & Investigation or even CSI or something like that, but probably more on the line of, you know, definitely the Hannibal stuff because you have the yeah. fri- the, the the psychological thriller because you... Are thinking, like, hey, these are killers of the past, and then suddenly we're thinking, like, what people are suddenly coming up again well, and doing the killing. And- it, it, it's and, and it's crazy, and
0: it makes me want to think
1: too and speculate because, again, we're not gonna get
0: in spoiler territory, but you read and it's in the beginning of the book as well. Like, yeah, everybody thinks that there's a connection, but then people yeah. are going crazy trying to find it, and nobody's successful finding the connection between yeah. these 16 murderers. Yeah, like, everybody knows or thinks that there is a connection, but there's there, so but. N- there there isn't anything and people are literally disappearing and shit is happening yep trying to solve this and it's and crazy, then, and that's why. And like, it's, again, you're the reader, and you're just
1: like, okay, like I'm confused too. Like this. And is, then, the, and then there's some of those sick characters, like that Raleigh character who heads yeah. that, that store who's trying well, to profit off
0: of it. Well, no, it's not not only that. It's just like everybody it's and they even say in the book, it's like everybody's related to a murderer. Everybody's related to a murderer. And, and he's yeah, like, what do you what, do? what do you do? It. What do you do to get over that? Exactly. Like the fact they're like, oh, my brother killed people. I don't know what to do. Or yeah, my my exactly. dad killed people. I don't know why. Or my son killed people. I don't know why. It's like exactly. It's like you're living in this town where everyone's trying to find connections and blame something you're
1: living in that shadow of it and you can't seem to escape it yet at the same time well there's that
0: and also you don't know what to who to blame what to blame or even yeah like you just you don't know what to do you don't know how to cope with it knowing besides the fact that they're buried in a in the butcher graveyard
1: the butcher graveyard God that scene was just it is so cool. crazy. Anyway, but yeah, so the the pace scene was definitely good. It's what kept me on because I tell you I pro- I think I read this inside of an hour. I read it like inside oh, yeah. of an hour uh, so too. it's like it uh, you, you can't put it down. But transitions were just wonderful because you know, you got to see it was a good dichotomy because it didn't just focus on Finch and the sheriff. Obviously, you yeah. know you saw what's going on in and around town while all of this is going on. Well, they're in a race, the so there's time. not
0: really any transition. It's just like they, they are literally finding something new, or something else happens because they are they are literally like you know it's they're looking for somebody, and you know time is of the essence. They don't have time to rest. They have to find this, and so with, especially with this volume, it's just like nothing, yeah, there's no transition because it's just like. Like okay, like okay, this is it. And and the thing is, like, why I was gonna say, I don't. It doesn't remind me of like NCIS or or, you know or or CSI or anything like that. Is because there's no clues. They're literally just tracing back and just being like, okay. And then it's just they're finding themselves in, you know, in a situation.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. It's yeah. it's 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 almost you know challenging the typical idea of what makes a serial a serial killer a serial killer. It's yeah. like you know you try to look for patterns, clues, and all that kind of stuff. But what they're coming to see more about this is some of these weren't exactly just following the rules. Exactly, and then that's there's so
0: that's many, that's and it sucks because we I don't want to we don't want to spoil anything, but like there's so many other things that we we have to leave out because of spoilers. But like right, but yeah, like but Warren is such a good character. Oh, I
1: know, I love Jeez. Warren. Actually, to be quite honest, there wasn't. There wasn't really one character I didn't like oh, no, in everything yeah, actually. Yeah, every character so far is I, really mean, great. I mean even the two kids that were eventually doing the copycat stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, I kind of yeah. I kind of had an idea that you know even I liked the part that they that they had. Well, played. we don't even know if they're doing. No, I mean, that's another spoiler. But I mean but yeah,
0: we also don't even know about that. Like yeah. that's the thing is it's like we don't know anything yet. That's
1: just the thing. As far as connection we don't know what the heck's going on.
0: So out of all the things we've read, this is definitely the, probably the most different that we've read. But what do you think this does for independent comic book industry as a whole as we, before we wrap this up?
1: I think this is what the answer to modern mystery comics should be. Yeah. This is how I think Absolutely. Modern, psychological thriller mi- mystery type stuff. Because this thing, you try to think 16 murderers, the same town. What's the connection? Well, I think nowadays, in especially in a day and age in which you know mysteries are kind of starting to, I don't know, it's kind of in flux because you know you don't see it so much of as, as a popular kind of medium nowadays. Yeah, I think something like this can kind of you know you know change the game and get people interested in it again. What do you think?
0: I think that if you like horror, you should check out this book because this is the first horror of a comic book that scared me or get or got me really excited. Um, I think that this means that you can finally have something that's really um, gruesome, but also told in a way where it's like you don't even care or notice it because I'm not usually good with gore and stuff like that. Right. But especially with this story, like, I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking more about, like, oh, God, what is this going to lead to? Like, right. what, what's next? And or, like, you're – Joshua Williamson, especially, you know, because we've read his comics before as well. Like, oh, yeah. He's good at just creating a – place where, or, you know, where you're reading and you literally try to f- stop, um, I guess like thinking about tropes or just thinking about, yeah. okay, well, what, what's has done, what's been done before is because everything is just so fresh and everything is just, like do- yeah. his storytelling... Is so complex and yeah. yet, and he's it's like he's on a different wavelength. I think we I, we even said that to him in the interview. Oh yeah, like, we did, we did. It, it, it's weird. It's like trying to comprehend his storytelling and trying to you know, you know, like get him and be like, ah ha, oh no, like it's it's just not gonna happen. He's like, ha
1: ha, we've discovered. No, we did not.
0: So like, and and it's happened to me in the past when I have read his stuff. It's like you just start reading it and then you're just automatically tune out the fact that you're gonna try to guess what's happening. You're just basically just gonna be like, all right, I'm just gonna read this panel and just fall in love and then you just, and then he's again good with world building. So I think what this book does is that it puts horror and thrillers in comic books a little bit more, um, I guess like on edge or, um, I think that this is like something that should, that anybody who were interested in writing anything like that, um, you know should basically have you know should read this and be like this is this is how you do that you know this is how you build thrillers and stuff like that i mean like every single thrill is something different you know like it's it's you know it's kind of ghoulish one point another point you're just like oh it's like oh this is kind of like a scary goonies part or like you know like a could like, oh, more yeah and like it's just again like everywhere they go it's like a different genre of film or a different genre of like horror you know, it's like, what what do you expect? And so...
1: Exactly. This exactly. means
0: that, you know, you can do thriller very well in comic books. Yep. We don't need the same recycled crap over and over again. And, and, yet, and, um, yet, and yet it's still quite mysterious at the same time. Yeah. I think, I think it's important for independent comic books because a lot of the time it's like, you know, it's this is an independent comic book. This isn't, you know, the big two. We can do whatever we want. We can make it as gory as we want, as disgusting as we want it. Where in this one, it's like, this is a disgusting disgusting fucking story warren is a disgusting oh, yeah. person where he is literally eating people's fingers but yeah. the thing is is that they don't focus on it very much We've, they focus more on his title than what his actions were yeah and yeah. so here's the thing is you can create you can create this horror and you can create this world and like this gore by not showing it or by not
1: making it a prevalent
0: part like yeah, you get to, you saw like some like really although we kind of led that to barn. believe from
1: the cover art because you know you look oh, yeah, at yeah, volume yeah. one number one yep. what's the one thing we see uh, we we see him literally biting on his fingernails so we're thinking like but also oh, don't judge man. a book
0: by its cover yeah, exactly it's just to grab you it's exactly. just for you to pick it up but like but even like what we we're talking about before like you see a little bit of gore and a little bit of craziness in the yeah. barn um, but oh, yeah. it doesn't take up a lot of the panel no it it's, really it's doesn't a, so and that's what I'm trying to say is like it's like less is more. And yeah. he's really, really perfected that, and I think that's one thing that a lot of independent comic books need to learn: is that less is more. Just because you are not part of the big two and you're not mainstream, does not mean that you. But I think have to what we
1: also have to understand is this is also volume. This is only volume one, two. I think has like seven volumes now or something. So maybe. But I'm sure that there's a but, build up to it, though. I oh, mean, there's going to be. If it gets to a point where it's like it. gory as hell, oh, yeah. which it. Definitely it show, looks like shows it, yeah. it has to build up that yeah, way because exactly. this is a
0: really really fucked up story. Oh, That's it. totally fine, but I think just, exactly. I, I hated you know just coming right out the gate and be like, yeah, we're independent comics, we're independent comics. Bruh, this guy's eye is gonna be turned into soup, and then i are gonna do all this crazy stuff. It's like just because you're independent comic book doesn't so mean that you have to So then you would say the strength
1: just- of this book is that it's reserved in that respect that it didn't try to go all out. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's which something. is interesting because yeah, like you said, a lot of people are like, well, we're neither the big, we're not neither the one nor the two of the big two. Yeah. So we don't got to follow the rules. So you know what? If we want to do like a dead uh, dead. Uh, body parts on the first page we'll do dead body parts on the first page oh yeah page. It, it would have
0: just been panels of like like. The other, yeah. they, they talk about all these other cases and yet we don't really see anything no, from no, them. You like, they'll, don't. They'll, they'll show you a card or like something else you know or something from like the, or at the scenes, very least they'll but show you not, like an
1: image of what the, the killers did in the past yeah. but they don't do too much detail
0: exactly and they don't show you all these things that you don't have to because again it yeah. takes you out of the story because this is something where it's just like you're trying to solve a puzzle too
1: well, let's be honest. Then, it would, I mean, if they did that, it would just be another slasher type book or something. And it's like, well, but it is a slasher book, absolutely. Slasher in the sen- well, because I mean, okay. you,
0: you see, you see the one. I mean, you see some things like you know, like people's carved. You know, or I not carved. Personally, but like, for
1: me, I guess is what y- all of your definition is. For me, if it was to be a true slasher, you'd be seeing blood and guts like every third panel or something. But, but that's what I'm saying is yeah. though, like it is, a, it is still a slasher film, but or it's film is a slasher comic.
0: But the thing is, is that it is just it is showing you that you don't have to do that because yeah. you can you can create a good story, a good setting and a good and good characters you not have to resort and to the bloody guts that. all the yeah. time. Yeah, and then you can just build your way up to where it is yeah. finally. Exactly. That. And if it does that then uh, that is amazing. If it keeps on going at this pace, I'm going to love it just as much. But Usually, I'm like I don't like slasher films. Like I just don't. I just yeah. don't. I like things that are slow and like just really, really scary. Like the oh, con- yeah. like the Conjuring, Exorcist, you know, Paranormal Activity, you know, three, like stuff like that. Where it's like kind of like it's build up. Yeah, it's build up. And you know, and so that's uh, this is why I'm responding so well with this and kind of with Twin Peaks season one.
1: Oh, especially season one.
0: <laughs> so like, and that's what I'm saying. That that that's how I have to compare it to it. So
1: right. Oh no, no, I couldn't I could agree with you more. I mean, I love the old X Files. Oh I mean, it's the, the same thing.
0: Oh. I mean, it's not slash or anything like that, but what I'm no, saying is, is no, that that's that kind of storytelling that, that gravitates yeah. towards me, and that's what this is. Yeah, no. And I feel like that a lot of independent comic books don't do that.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. Many comics do this, however, didn't, and yep. I think it just makes it all the better, actually, for that. Agreed. Definitely. Yep, definitely. It is highly recommended, people. Nailbiter. <laughs> Go out and get it today. I believe it's in its. I think it's 7 volumes total now, I believe, and I believe it's about 5 issues for each volume. Yeah. And do you have any uh any last uh, anything else to say about the book? All I have to say is, you know, the art conveys the message perfectly. The message is mystery at its finest. And in this day and age where we don't see it being so popular, I say go out there and get yeah. some if you want to have a good mystery. But you know what? It's also good slasher too. Yeah. Go out and get it, people. And thrill
0: All right, thanks for listening in. Our podcasts
1: are available on iTunes and other podcast
0: apps, and, of course, our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com. We have articles, video series, and other podcasts for you to enjoy as well. And while you're there, go ahead and contact us. We would love to hear from you. And uh, stay updated. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we stream on Twitch, especially on this weekend. We have our extra live streaming marathon. Yes, we do. So excited for that. The intro is provided by bensound.com. You can find Nailbiter at your local comic book shop on Amazon, and also at Images' website. This is an image book.
1: And Comicsology. Don't and forget Comixology. Comi-
0: That's right. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG! G-G-G. Nail better. Oh, yeah, Warren!